Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hello, everybody. Today, we're getting a little nerdy with you. We're geeking out on some numbers, and we're giving you potentially the same slap in the face we got when it came to conversions of your peeps and making money. If all of this number stuff kind of freaks you out, and when we talk about formulas and we talk about math, you just want to kind of like break out in hives and throw your phone out the window, it's okay. Take a deep breath. We're not going to turn you into a mathematician over the course of the next 45 minutes. It's fine. But if you feel like you need some help with that, we have a really cool workshop that you can find at yourbusinesshoroscope.com that's going to help you kind of handhold you and walk through all of the things that we're going to touch on today. So we've got you covered. So don't use stress about it. But today we're talking about icky feelings about money, talking about disappointment about sales and what that really means, especially for businesses like ours and yours. Yes. So what happened? Let's talk about what happened when we started selling together, I guess we should give them a slight bit of background in that we went from a solely focused on client work to all of a sudden we did the kind of crazy thing and mm-hmm. said no to clients and transitioned rather quickly from a client-based business to a course-based business in a matter of months. Mm-hmm. But what that did along the way was teach us a lot of things about what we didn't know (laughs) about conversion rates and how many people you actually need on your list in order to make money and all of the things that we were kind of living in la-la land, literally. Mm -hmm. Well, because I think... It's because our first launch and our second launch went really, really well and really surprised us. And it's not that they went really well as in we made 10 grand on our first launch. That's not what we're saying. 
but we made a lot more than we expected. And the conversions of those first two course sales, which happened at the end of a webinar, were astronomically high, like ridiculously high. I think for the first one, we had 67 people show up live and 19 of them, 19? 12. 12. 12 of them bought. So Abby can do the math for you on that one because I don't know how math works. Some of you might already know this just off the top of your head and I envy you, but we were flabbergasted. We were That's like, almost 18%. That's insane. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's such a high conversion rate. So first, before we even go any further, we're going to walk you through our first three launches. I want to define what conversion means to us for the sake of this conversation. I had this conversation with another person today and they asked me, how do you define conversion? And so I wanted to clear that up for you now. You can talk about conversions in a lot of different ways, as in you put an opt-in on your homepage How many people who visit your homepage are putting in their email to that opt-in is called a conversion, right? How many people are you converting to get on your list? How many people are you converting from your Instagram followers to go read your blog or go sign up for your webinar or whatever it may be? Specifically today, we're talking about how many people are converting and what are the industry norms and how to deal with the disappointment of that of people who are engaged and interested in something. So we're not even talking about your entire list necessarily. The people who actively sign up for something, show up for something, and then how many of those convert to buyers, okay? So that's specifically what we're talking about today. So So we weren't even sending to our entire list at that point. These were just people who showed up. Right, that first launch... She converted, of live attendees on a webinar, 18% of live attendees, which is not normal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at all. Which is is not expected, because I'm not going to say that this is what you should expect from your first launch. It wasn't that surprising because it was something people hadn't heard of. It was the first time I was doing it in front of this audience. And it was a very, very specific, targeted, very niche topic and audience. So starting out super tiny was going to get me higher conversions in the beginning. And as you kind of open up the doors to either talk to more people or you grow your audience, it's very much normal for that conversion rate to dip down. But we didn't know that. Correct. We didn't know that. So those first, the second launch, it wasn't, it wasn't 18% at all. I, I would venture to guess it was still in the teens and yeah. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you exactly. Cause I literally don't remember. Mm-hmm. And we have such poor records because of the way our business was run at that time. Yeah. That I couldn't even, re- I couldn't pull anything up to reference to tell you what it was. But just know it was good. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then the third launch, we literally got off the webinar and we called each other and we both started crying. Sobbing. Sobbing. Now keep in mind this was this was a launch, three launches for the same thing. 
over the course of like a summer, like spring into summer, into fall. So like kind of- I feel like it was into fall. Yeah. So it was summer into fall. I think that last one was in like September. And so we had made the product better. We had made the course better. We had added more value. We had tested different tiered pricing or packages and bonuses. And we felt like all of a sudden, oh my God, this isn't good anymore. No one likes it. No one wants it. What the hell just happened? Is everything just broken? Yeah. Can we leave clients like we wanted to? So who did we email? Because I remember literally having a conversation because we were like, what happened? Like, was, was our sales page broken? Was our webinar broken? Was our offer broken? Were we just off that day? Was the did not enough people show up? Like, yeah, literally, we had all I of these emailed. questions. So I was in a Facebook group with Kendrick Shope, who is the creator of Sales School, and it's a free Facebook group. It's just what she has for her. Like once you opt into something, like a freebie. I, I still haven't bought anything from her to this day. So this was purely her being actionable and awesome and just giving. Right. So. She had a like a thread in the group that was like, I'm doing, you know, coaching for the next like 45 minutes or whatever. Message me your question. And so I'm pretty sure she could just read it in my voice that I was a hot mess and I was like stressed about everything. So she was like, let's take this conversation to email. So we emailed back and forth and she was literally like, how many people do you have on your list? How many people registered? How many people showed up live? How long did they stay? And how many people bought? And so I gave her all of those numbers. Like I've never even met this woman. I'm like, here's all the information. And so she did the math and she was like, babe, you calculated, you converted at like 6%. That's insane. Like that's amazing. You should expect one to 2%, 2% being cheers to champagne because you did a good job and you calculate, you converted at 6%. So I was like, wait, what? I did well, but I feel like shit. I feel like I failed. So what are you saying? And so that's when we started to kind of like take a step back, listen to sales experts, learn what industry standards were, and really ask ourselves or pay attention that, okay, she wasn't asking, well, what's included in the course? How much was it? What freebies did you give? What bonuses did you give? She literally asked how many people are on our list, how many people registered, and how many people showed up? That's all she cared about. So if you didn't hear that, (laughs) The industry standard to convert, and we're not just talking about webinars, we're talking about lists in general. We're talking about converting people in general from like interested, engaged, potential Mm -hmm. buyer to actual customer. Right. Industry standard is one to two percent. Mm-hmm. (laughs) So you might need to go grab a glass of wine before you continue with this podcast. And if you do so, I totally, I totally get it. If, if you would like to bring me a Shirley Temple. (laughs) Okay. So here's the good news. It doesn't have to be 2%. Your average can be different. After two years of business, I am ecstatic to tell you that on average, we convert 8.5% of our list. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. 
Mm-hmm. I am very grateful. I hope that continues as our list continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that is not normal. So if you're if you're like, well, she does eight and a half percent. Don't feel like Mm-mm. that's what you have to be doing at all. No, and recognize that a if you feel like you have something that failed, a launch, a webinar a just announcing of a new service or product doesn't matter. Do the math first before you go down to that calling your best friend and crying over the phone. Do the math first and know what your conversion rate was first. And you might be choosing to champagne instead. But if you're disappointed by that number, please know from the bottom of my soul to yours, it is not you, it's math, period. It is not the price of whatever you're selling. It is not how pretty it is. It is not anything. It's literally who was there, who was engaged, and how many people converted, period. So we're taking this slow because we know this is going to take a while to sink in. Because this means that when you're not seeing big numbers, you have a tendency to want to change the price, to want to change your sales page, to want to change your Instagram, to want to change your website, to want to change everything about your brand, to want to have new headshots, to want to get your haircut, to what, like literally you Mm -hmm. want to do all the things and we get it, but you're not broken. Mm -hmm. You're in business like the rest of us And you're just going through growing pains. And what this means for you, if you're converting at 2% or higher, then you just need more active and engaged followers and subscribers. So that's what we need to work on. Yeah. It's not what you're offering. It's the people who you're putting it in front of. Yes. So there's hope. There's yeah. things we can Ooh, work on. <laughs> there's things we can work on. So the whole point is, okay, so now you're like, all oh, right, I feel a little better. I understand. It's not what I'm offering. It's not broken. But how do I get there? Mm-hmm. We want you to think about a way to create a little more predictability and a little more stability in your business, because I think a lot of you are floundering. A lot of you are going about about this whole thing thinking, well, if I just launch this one more thing, or if I just put out this one more product, or if I just get five more people to buy this thousand dollar thing, (laughs) when you're not really thinking through what it takes to do those Mm -hmm. things. And we want you to really know, okay, if I want predictability and stability, these are the growth statistics Mm -hmm. that I need to be striving for every month. And if those aren't realistic, then you either need to be scaling back your expectations or you need to be increasing your prices. That's it. Like, those are the only two options. (laughs) Like, I wish, like, what? Like, those are, like, (laughs) those are the only two options. Yes. So figure out those numbers. Do that math. 
ask yourself those questions. What are you selling? How many can uh, the people who you already have realistically expect to come in the door now? Is that how much money you want to make? And if it's not, change the price, find more people. Those are the options. Those are your choices. And you have to think about the future, like what you're doing right now. Is it sustainable for the long haul? Is it going to bring you five years down the road, 10 years down the road? Are you going to have enough extra to not just sustain you in your lifestyle the way it is now, but the way you want it to be in the future? Like, do you want to pay for your kid's college tuition? Do you want to be able to retire at 40? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? If you're just thinking about, like, not to call Emily out, but Emily was very focused on living in the now, which meant her financial plan was very focused on, you know, the next six months to a year, Mm -hmm. which meant that retirement was like, who, what retirement? What's that? (laughs) Shoot. I'm going to be working at Kmart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's reframing your way of thinking, especially if you're selling something like a program or a course where you might have a $3,000 month, a $10,000 month, a $20,000 month, and then nothing for four months. Just based off how you're launching and who you're talking to. And so can your finances handle that? Can your life handle that? And also, if that's your life and it can handle that, remind yourself that you made 20,000 in one month. And so how long is that going to last you? So I'm not saying you need to, you can then take off for four or six more months, but then you can reevaluate those strategies of, okay, I did this peak of sales and now I have to put in the work to find more people or make this product better so I can increase the price or whatever it may be, redoing my marketing strategies, making people aware of why they need this thing. Okay. Well, that's your predictability. I also want you to think about like how, what you're selling now is actually affecting you as a person. Like for instance, being a wedding photographer is hugely physically taxing. Anyone who tells you any different has never been a wedding photographer. Oh, Lord. I'm just saying. They just don't know the hours that it takes, the awkward positions you're standing in, the amount of physical therapy and chiropractic work that you will need afterwards. Like, seriously, your body so do you is going to be doing that when you're 57. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Think about how your products and services can shift along with that plan. But also don't get too outside of the box of what you're really, really good at. So remember how our first two webinars, the conversion rates were a heck of a lot higher than what industry standard is. Why? Because we were talking to a very small group of people about something very specific, something that we knew like the back of our hand. Specifically, the very first program I ever made, it was called Pricing for Profit, and it was geared towards photographers because I was a photographer that had started to make five figures as a photographer, implementing new sales strategies in my business. So I turned around and taught that to other photographers. Eventually, that then opened up to being like, okay, this is beneficial to a lot of creative businesses. Let's open the gates a little bit. But that's what got me that super high conversion rate at the beginning because I was talking to a very specific crowd and I could come from it from a space of, I know this really well because I just did it last week. Okay. So whatever your genius is right now, whatever your day job is, whatever your side hustle is, whatever your creative passion, really pull something out that you know, like the back of your hand. It can pivot and shift always, but start there. 
Start with what you know, adjust along the way. You can always change it, but trying to make money off of something you barely know anything about is so hard and you're going to run into so many roadblocks. And I would rather you create that financial freedom first and then work towards creating something that's a little more passion driven. I'm not saying it can't happen. Right. It just may take some time. Okay. So now that you have all of this set in place, we mentioned before, do you know how many people it's going to take to reach those financial goals? Do you have any clue? And if all of that sounds totally crazy to you and you're like, Abigail, just shut up. Like, Mm -hmm. just tell me how many people it takes Like we totally walk you through this inside your business horoscope.com inside the masterclass. We literally tell you how to calculate how many people it takes. So if that's Mm -hmm. what you're struggling with, just take the masterclass. I promise you, you will be like, thank God quit talking to me about it. (laughs) But if you, if you haven't worked through that, you need to be thinking about that because we want you to be thinking, okay, If I want to get to 50,000 this year, I know I need to sell to this many customers. Mm -hmm. And to get this many customers, I need to have this many people on my list because I am converting at this rate because this is what I've done in the past. And if that information is not some information that you already have, then you need to be working on that. Yep. Yep. Because it's when you know those numbers, you were able to set strategic goals to get you there. So, you know, all the time we talk about make it a smart goal. Don't just say, I want to increase my Instagram following. What do you want to grow it to? And how are you going to get there? This is that why. This is instead of just saying, well, I want my Instagram to be at a thousand or 10,000. Okay, but why? Are people moving from your Instagram to your blog to sign up for a freebie to now they're on your email list? Okay, is that an actual route that your clients and customers are going through? If it's not, maybe your energy doesn't need to be there. Maybe it needs to be somewhere else. Where are the people coming from that are ending up on your list? Because those are your most engaged people ever. And it's from that that you can pull that average of 2% conversion rate when you go to sell something. Yes. So when you're thinking about competing, when you're thinking about prices, when you're thinking about how do I sell this gosh dang thing sitting over here? <laughs> or I and want then you to- think a sale goes like bust. And so you're like, well, damn, I better cut the price in half. Please stop. Don't do that. Let's instead think about competing on quality mm-hmm. instead of price. Yeah. Fancy that strategy for a second. Strategy. (laughs) So for a product-based business, it may be as simple as using more quality packaging or changing the way you interact with your client or customer. Maybe you send them a handwritten note with that product itself. If you're a service-based business, Maybe you give more of your time. Maybe you really focus on walking that client through the process, 
handhold them through the whole thing. Give them a catalog that showcases what it's like to work with you. Mm -hmm. Those things may cost you money, but you can include those things in your price. Mm -hmm. When you increase quality, I think a lot of people are like, but it costs me more money on shipping or it costs me more money to like send the person a gift. Include those things in the price of the item you're selling. If you're not including your bonuses and freebies and all of that jazz in your overall cost, you're doing yourself a disservice. It is so much easier for you to add value that can sometimes just take your time and not any money instead of slashing prices, instead of running promos, instead of running flash deals, when you're diluting the value of whatever it is that you offer. And at that point, if you're slashing the price, now you need twice as many people to buy it. Oh my gosh, this reminds me, Megan the other day, our friend Megan, I think it's of Sweet Chubby Cheeks, she told us that she stopped offering coupons in Q1, Mm -hmm. and she purposely did this because she just was feeling really icky about coupons, and she noticed all of a sudden she stopped hating her clients. Not that she- made more money. Yeah. She had less sales, but she made more money than she did before. Mm-hmm. Because we offer these things thinking that it's going to get more people in the door. But once we see that people only came in because it was a lower price, we start to think that they don't value us as much, which could be as far from the truth. But if we're allowing them to devalue us, that's what's going to happen. They didn't create the coupon. You did. Exactly. You are the one who openly put it out on the internet or put it you on your Instagram. <laughs> you have the power. So, and I know you have a lot of other negative Nancy thoughts. You think, I don't deserve this, but I'm not that great at the business side of things, but I'm not good enough. Well, she's more talented than me, but the market's too saturated. I don't have enough experience. I'm new to running this whole business thing. Brand product isn't good enough. Why should I even bother? Quit it. <laughs> Seriously, girlfriend, why are you downplaying the awesome thing you're selling? I bet you it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know the trick to getting less people to buy your stuff? Pretend like your stuff isn't the best thing in the world. It's a really fun thing that everyone does. If you don't believe in what you offer, if you don't think that it can change lives and impact the world in the littlest way or the biggest way, no one else will. You have to be first in line. Yes. You have to believe in what you sell. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that makeup MLM company that you sold for in high school failed? I'm sorry, but you did not think that Mary Kay was going to save the universe. And that's why you bought too much makeup and that didn't go anywhere. Now, if you're doing awesome at Mary Kay, love you. Shout out. Do it. But, (laughs) But seriously, I mean, we've all been there where we bought into something because we were sold on the get rich quick idea 
But then we didn't really believe in the product. And so we sucked at selling it. Maybe mm-hmm. you didn't sell Girl Scout cookies very well in the second grade. Mm, that's because you thought they were. So- <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying maybe you sold really shitty lemonade on the side of the road. Whatever it was, you have at some point in your life sold something you didn't believe in. Maybe you worked at a fast food restaurant and you thought the food was made terribly in the back kitchen and you like ooze this please don't buy that value meal. Please, please don't, don't do buy. It. <laughs> or don't. you're like me and literally made money after taking rocks out of a neighbor's yard and chalking on them to color them and make them look geo and then you sold them to your neighbors like a little schemer. Maybe that was you. Maybe you believed in the power of chalk-colored rocks. Harness that power. Because what you sell is just as amazing as a chalk-colored rock. Seriously, what you have to do is believe. And seriously, I used to be the person who didn't believe in what I sold, which is stupid. I realize. But it was, it was honestly, it wasn't that it wasn't amazing. It was because I had self-confidence issues and I needed some therapy, which I didn't <laughs> so get by get the way. Get yourself some therapy. <laughs> Believe in yourself. What you sell is awesome. But specifically in regards to not competing on price, adding value, and being first in line to believe what you sell is awesome – Regardless of what you're selling, it could be a course, it could be coaching, it could be a planner, it could be whatever. At the end of the day, when you're covering your cost and then you're still like, okay, what am I going to price this thing at? It takes the same amount of work to sell something that's inexpensive that it takes to sell something that's super expensive. It's the same amount of work. You still have to market it. You still have to tell people about it. You still have to put it on the internet somehow, some way. You still have to pay in some regards to create it, whether time or actual money to make the product. You still have to do something to make it a thing. So why not make it the best thing? And why not actually charge what you're worth? Yeah. Because here's the deal, people. You don't have to justify anything. No. You keep feeling like you have to justify the price. You have to justify this or that. And you're over explaining everything about everything you do. And I catch myself still doing this, by the way. I'm like, the price is increased. Be- the price is increasing because we had to do blah, 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 blah. No, yeah, the no price is cares. just increasing. Yeah, no one cares. Just tell people what's happening, when it's happening, what's going on. If a price is going up, you should probably warn some people because some people might care. But other than that, you don't need to justify anything. And the power that comes from knowing the numbers and from doing the formulas and knowing the math is that at the end of the day, you're like, okay, well, I know I need to sell 20 of this planner this month to reach my Q1 goal so I can then reach my year-end goal. So I'm not going to have people convince me to slash the prices. I'm not going to have people make me feel bad that it's this amount instead of this amount because I know I have to sell 20, period. 
So when you actually know what that number is, you have that goal to work towards instead of just being like, well, maybe I can sell a couple extra if I do this instead, or if I try this thing over here, maybe, maybe if I sell like 10 this month, that would help. I don't really know. When you know, you have the power to stick to your guns. Well, a newsflash, it's easier to sell to current clients and customers than it is to sell to new ones. Because people who already bought from you already know how amazing you are. They already know what you offer is quality. So just give them something else to buy. Do it. If Yeah, seriously. You've got to give them a reason to come back. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. just like ha- have them fall off the face of the planet. And if you are not collecting email addresses from people who are purchasing your product, please... I'm going to go break a unicorn's corn off of its head if you do not start collecting emails. Is that what it's called? A corn? A unicorn's unicorn? What's it called? A unicorn's horn? What's a a unicorn's unicorn called? (laughs) Who knows? I literally have no clue. I never thought about it until I was halfway through the sentence. There's no going back now. There's no going back. She's that serious about it, guys. No, but seriously, please, I don't care where you're selling. If you're selling at a pop-up shop, still ask when people are checking out. Still ask for their email address. They will still give it to you. Yeah, when they're using your little square reader, they'll pop in their email right there and you have it. When they check out on Etsy, you have it. When they check out on Squarespace, you're going to have it. So put it somewhere and then talk to them after that. Use it. please. The point is, is that if you're not spending the time figuring this stuff out and knowing the numbers behind where your business needs to be working towards, every single lack of sale, every single want, want, launch, whatever, is going to make you feel defeated. If you do not know at the end of the day, okay, what did you truly convert at? And were you even working towards getting more people on your list? Or are you working towards selling more things, like creating new products? Which one is it? They're both great, but they're also both needed at different times in your business. Which season are you in right now? And are you mad at the other thing that you're not even working on right now? Quit just grasping at numbers and know the facts instead. It's so crucial to know this information. And you don't have to have a magic eight ball or a tarot card reading or a palm reader to come in and swoop in. You don't need a fancy business degree. You don't need a mathematician to come and be able to tell you these things. You, I promise you, you are smart enough. You are capable enough to get access to this information to utilize the formulas that are at hand and to calculate these things so that you are going in with the right information so that you can make accurate projections so that you can calculate real opportunity and not just guess. I used to, I literally used to think that you always had to guess. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that when we used to talk about it? Oh, yeah. We were oh, like, yeah. oh, I think we just have to guess how much money we're going to make. Uh-huh. Literally. 
We used to say that all the time. Mm -hmm. Do people just guess? No. They don't. I promise you. Mm -hmm. They know. And it doesn't matter if you've been in business for two months or two years. You have data. Yes. Yes. Okay? Trust. So if you want help figuring this out, I promise you – we were gonna we are going to help you walk through all the math. We are going to help you walk through all the formulas. We are going to help you walk through the fancy formulas that I promise you aren't that fancy. Nope, it's just math. And it's already laid out. We're not even asking you to figure it out. You just plug in your X and then you do the numbers on a calculator. If Emily, if Emily can do it, you can do it. Literally, guys, you don't even want to know me and math. So go to yourbusinesshoroscope.com mm-hmm. right and now. you can find out your future. Yep. Of your business. So that's that your is- first strategies step. This is These are your steps. Go to yourbusinesshoroscope.com and enroll in the masterclass. Watch the video. Print the worksheets, figure out the formulas. And then I want you to go back on your last launch and actually do the math to figure out how many people did you really convert. And then chances are you're going to be celebrating instead of feeling like shit. Mm -hmm. That's all I want you to do. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.